Hello, and welcome to Wisdom Trek. This is Guthrie Chamberlain, and I'm your guide to wisdom and creating a living legacy. Thank you for joining us for our seven-day-a-week, seven minutes of wisdom podcast. This is day 248 of our trek, and today we will remain at camp as we search for the nuggets of wisdom found in the book of Proverbs. Yesterday, we explored chapter 7, verses 6 through 9. Since each day's discussion builds on the previous one, if you do miss any of the Wisdom Trek episodes, please go to wisdom-trek.com to listen to them and to read the daily journal. As mentioned on previous days, Paula and I are refining the daily concepts along with the worksheets for your life plan blueprint, which we covered in the month of January, into an easy-to-use workbook. I will let you know just as soon as we have it completed so that you can download it. We are recording our podcast from our studios at home, too, in Charlotte, North Carolina. As expected, this week is keeping us very busy with life activities, including work, of course. We do not necessarily separate work from our other life activities, since we look at each of our seven areas of life as an integrated and holistic entity. Our aim is to maintain a balanced will of life, because a balanced life will allow us to live a full life that is rich and satisfying, regardless of the joys or difficulties of a particular day. For most of us, to sit around a campfire on a pleasant summer evening, chatting about life, reminiscing about the past, and dreaming about the future is one of the most enjoyable times of relaxing and living that full life. As we think about the stories told, we also realize that there are some people who are living a story that will not end well, such as the story that we are continuing with today in Proverbs chapter 7. And the title of the story that we began two days ago is Another Warning About Immoral Women. Yesterday, we left off on our story with a simple, naive young man who lacks common sense, and he was heading down the path that was not good for him. He started off with a group of equally naive friends, but apparently, when he crossed the street, he went alone. We find him continuing down this street at dusk, attracted to the nightlife. As mentioned yesterday, he made two conscious choices that leads him to the current situation. One, he went out as night was approaching, seeking fun, and two, he crossed the street into an area of town that was not a good environment to be in. So let's continue to see how the story unfolds in chapter 7, verses 10 through 20. I will break it down into a little bit shorter segments to adequately cover the passages. First, let's look at the verses 10 through 12. The woman approached him seductively dressed and sly of heart. She was the brass, rebellious type, never content to stay at home. She is often in the streets and markets, soliciting at every corner. The description of these three verses would indicate that the woman knew exactly how to dress and act to attract young, naive men. She was probably very attractive and would easily catch the wandering eye of anyone in the area. It is also evident that this was not her first night on the streets. She was a professional at her craft. She had a rebellious heart, and a rebellious heart is the beginning of a wayward life. But let's continue on with verses 13 through 15. She threw her arms around him and kissed him, and with a brazen look she said, I have just made my peace offerings and fulfilled my vows. You're the one I was looking for. I came out to find you, and here you are. This woman knows all the ways both physically and with her words to make herself very attractive to any man, but especially to young men seeking adventure and pleasure. This is compounded by the fact that this young man was simple, naive, and lacked common sense. But she flatly lies to him. She was not looking for this man, but for anyone who was naive enough to believe her lies. She attempts to make her lies more believable by tying religious acts into her preparations through peace offerings and vows. The man might have thought, wow, it must be okay, she is religious, plus she was looking just for me. How foolish men can be at times when they think with their bodies and not their minds. She continues to seduce him in verses 16 through 20. 
My bed is spread with beautiful blankets and colored sheets of Egyptian linen. I've perfumed my bed with myrrhs, alloys, and cinnamon. Come, let us drink our fill of love until morning. Let's enjoy each other's caresses. For my husband is not at home. He is away on a long trip. He has taken a wallet full of money with him and won't return until later this month. If there was any doubt in this young man's mind up to this point, she is making it very clear what her intentions are. Her bed was ready, she was ready, and there was no chance of them getting caught. She indicated that she was married, but that her husband would be gone for a long time. If she was paid for her services, she wanted the young man to know that she was available for many nights and that he did not have to worry about an angry or jealous husband finding out. What a dangerous trap is being set. If the young man were wise, he would flee as quickly as possible. This young man should have followed the advice of Paul in his second letter to Timothy, chapter 2, verse 22. Run from anything that stimulates useful lust. Instead, pursue righteous living, faithfulness, love, and peace. Enjoy the companionship of those who call on the Lord with pure hearts. Tomorrow we will discover the decision that this young man made. Was he in the wrong place at the wrong time? Certainly he was, but it was clearly because of the choices that he made before this. Yet, if he desired to, he could escape even at this point. Temptation to any type of sin can draw all of us in. As moths are drawn to the campfire, all of us are prone to be drawn to sin's fire. We must prepare in advance. We do not want to get caught in the flames of passion, drink, drugs, food, or laziness. Instead, let us pursue right living, faithfulness, love, and peace through the companionship of those who have the same desire. Every sin first begins in our minds, and if we allow it to grow, it will break through our minds into action. Tomorrow we will continue to see how this story of this naive young simple man plays out. Will he run, or will he stay? We will continue with chapter 7, verse 21. So encourage your family and friends to join us, and then come along with us tomorrow for another day of Wisdom Trek, Creating a Legacy. That will finish your podcast for today. As you enjoy these daily doses of wisdom, I encourage you to help us promote Wisdom Trek in the following four ways. First, leave us feedback on the podcast at wisdom-trek.com so that we can continually improve. Second, on your smartphone, subscribe at iTunes, Google Play, Spreaker, SoundCloud, or Stitcher so that the podcast will be downloaded to you automatically each day. Third, on your computer or if you have an iPhone or iPad, leave us a rating and review at iTunes. This will help to promote the show and allow others to join us on our Wisdom Trek. And fourth, most importantly, please share Wisdom Trek with your family and friends through email, Facebook, Twitter, or in person as you meet with them and invite them to come along with us each day. The journal for today's trek can be found at wisdom-trek.com. Thank you so much for allowing me to be your guide, your mentor, but most importantly, your friend, as I serve you through the Wisdom Trek podcast and journal each day. As we take this trek together, let us always live abundantly, love unconditionally, listen intentionally, learn continuously, lend to others generously, lead with integrity, and leave a living legacy each day. This is Guthrie Chamberlain reminding you to keep moving forward, enjoy your journey, and then create a great day every day. See you tomorrow.